Hey guys, it's Ryan. We had a scheduling issue as a team this week, so instead of you hearing about the American Gladiators in this episode, we wanted to share with you not one but two of our past bonus episodes that are normally reserved just for our Patreon community. Producer Russ shares the first one. It's a hilarious story about some monkeys. (laughs) And then Blaine shares a story about an old school baseball player whose life story essentially sounds like a Mad Lib. They are both hilarious. We hope you enjoy them both. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we hope you enjoy these two bonus episodes. Welcome, friends, to another bonus episode of the Presidential Podcast. Not talking about presidents uh, tonight. What? Yes, Marius. It's Satanus. It's Ryan, Blaine, and Russ. Thank you for your generous support as a patron of our podcast. Of course, our regular episodes have concluded, but we are uh, having a great time doing these bonus episodes. We're having a good time. Yeah. Having <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is not even a bonus episode on a human, as I understand. No. Let alone an American historical figure. This is an animal historical figure. Not an American, though. Yeah. Oh, American. It's the, it's yeah. the Reagan chimp. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Bonzo. Bonzo. It's not yeah. Bonzo. Russ, you have the floor, and uh, please, let's uh, let's go. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. So I'm talking about two different um, primates this evening. <laughs> two primates? Two primates. Okay. okay. The first one is named Jack. So in South Africa, uh, I don't know, I think it was the early 1900s, on the South African railways, there was uh, an employee named Jack Wide. Jack. Jack. Oh, the founder of the black white stripes. Yeah. yeah. Jack White Jack. in South Africa. <laughs> Jack White in South Africa. Yeah. Africa. <laughs> His nickname was Track Jumper. Okay. Okay. I'm sure because he was he like was... super cool, like with most, most demographics and ethnicities and stuff. Yeah, it was fine. And he used to, he got that nickname. He worked at the rail, the South African rail yards. Oh, he wasn't a long jumper. No. Okay. He got that because he was very adept at jumping from one train to the other. He was huh. an employee and had to, I don't know, do Were they that? moving? No, I don't. How hard can that be? Well, uh, he was he was really good at it for a while. <laughs> and then there was a, an accident and he... Oh. Did you lose his, a leg? He lost both legs. Oh, yeah. that's... Jack Wide lost both. Yeah. He lost both legs. Track jumpers. Or are you saying that the tracks were too wide yeah they must have been yeah so the south african railway still continued to employ him his legs are still to this day (laughs) (laughs) like who is who's the general sickles sickles yeah his his leg in the the, uh, walter reed walter reed yeah Yeah. the femur bone what episode was that that we did was that bonus episode yeah okay uh Sickles. So he's a legless man. Yeah, he's a legless man, still employed by the railway. Knee uh, or thigh or where do they? That's a good question. I don't know. He couldn't use his legs. He didn't have. Okay. I mean, would, you, would it have you mattered? Ain't got no legs, Mister Wad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Mister Wad, ice cream. <laughs> so he did what any legless, South newly African. legless person would do. He, he went started a shrimp boat. Yeah. He went to the the marketplace and he saw a he saw a baboon that was push that was that was pushing ox carts like for what 
So it's a baboon, <laughs> interspecies moving carts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was moving carts. He was, he was really good at it. So, <laughs> so they, they have the strength of like five men. They do. Mm-hmm. They'll eat your face. Or one ox. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jack bought this baboon and okay. he purchased him at the marketplace. Oh, man. And... Hey, yeah. How much for the baboon? <laughs> From the marketplace here in South Africa. Yeah. I bought this baboon. <laughs> going once, going twice. <laughs> Sold to the legless track jumper. <laughs> and he named him Jack Wide. Oh, wow. So okay. Jack Wide so named, named his and he was pet like, and personal assistant, Jack Wide. <laughs> oh, he types 15 words per minute. <laughs> He'd if you leave some... him in the room long enough, he'll do Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> he somehow trained a baboon to be his personal assistant. Yeah, like, I mean, go fetch a piece of fruit or something. He would uh, sweep up. He would uh, household chores: taking out the trash, sweeping the floors, <laughs> uh, putting him in a wheelbarrow, and commuting him to is, work is every this day. How Curious George was written. <laughs> I Did, think so. Oh my God! Did Jack White wear a yellow suit? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, man. This is definitely a Curious George episode, <laughs> okay. now that I think about it. Okay, so continue. Um, Jack Wide still had a... He was employed at the South African Railway, but he had a problem because he had like a half-mile commute from his house to work. Okay. So he got... He was like, that baboon walks just <laughs> like I do. <laughs> Lane so, is now uh, mining walking on his hands. So Jack Wide the baboon would put Jack Wide the human being into a wheelbarrow and he would every day commute him to work for half a mile. Okay. He was yeah. his personal assistant. That That's amazing. what they do. How do you All get right, I gotta that take up. some notes for okay. my personal right. assistant? Yeah. Wow. Wheelbarrow. Starts on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Here's Just how so long you know, my commute change is. Change to the job job description. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. <clears throat> Jack White's job at the railway was the switch operator. So he would, you know, switch the tracks as the train were coming. So they didn't. Yeah, there was one life or five lives. You yeah. make that decision oh, yeah. every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. I actually yeah. just saw the baboon operating the tracks in my mind. I oh, wouldn't be surprised. Did you? Violently moving them back and forth while screaming. Here's what's super funny about that is that's exactly what he did. <laughs> So at first, the baboon would like hang out and he would sweep up around the railway station. And I'm sitting at the railway station, got a baboon on the train station. This is absolutely a Curious George episode. Like, I can't. Okay. So, um, so, I mean, that's what happened. So Jack Wide would like crash out in the corner and. Uh, the baboon? Personal? No, no, no. Okay. The human. Yeah, you're going pers- to you're gonna have to delineate. Now, uh, now that we know they're Jack. Jack. Why do monkey, monkey Jack. Jack. <laughs> it's true. It's You can look it up. <laughs> monkey Jack would slowly like... Monkey so here, Jack. Here's how it worked. What's that Captain Jack song? Captain Jack. The Billy Joel song? Is it Billy Joel? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. it's Billy Joel. <clears throat> he writes the songs. <sighs> no. That's Barry Manilow. Yeah. I'm sure Billy Joel wrote some songs. He probably did, yeah. So the way uh, switch operation used to work back then is a train would come in okay. and they would like 
toot their horn? Yeah. Or what do they do? Good What's move. that thing called? Whistle. Yeah. They yeah. hit their whistle. However, like, if they needed to go to track six, they'd go, you know, six times. Oh, okay. Toot, toot. Yeah. It's a toot, visual toot, medium. Toot, toot. It's fine. What you're yeah. doing is fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> toot, toot. You can imagine tooting. Yeah. yeah. He's doing and, the international sign for truck honk your horn. Yeah. 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 you honk your horn? Because I'm <laughs> nine? Uh, okay, go and on. then the switch operator would hear that and they would switch them to track whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, Monkey Jack was very adept at that. Wow. Like that's, yeah. He And he was, he was, uh, yeah, he was really good at it. So he had been doing it for a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, literally, uh, Human, ja- Human Jack... <laughs> Who's getting paid in this scenario? Hold on, hold on. Uh, Human Jack was getting paid, so he's outsourced his job. Oh, he's one hundred percent. We're in the gig economy here. We're in the job. baboon gig economy. He he outsourced his job to baboon monkey Jack. He fibered his job to yeah. the baboon. Yeah, and then uh, and he did a great job, like yeah. no issues at all. And then one day, because it was mostly freight. It was mostly freight trains that were going through. I'm just assuming this was like a, a train full of apples. <laughs> no, a passenger train went through, oh right? And it was a kind of a bougie passenger train. Was it a Pullman? Probably. I've been a Pullman. Another great bonus in episode. South Africa? Do you think they had Pullman in South Africa? International company, That's dog. true. Oh, yeah. Pullman. <laughs> um, it's a so- sleeper car. <laughs> They were passing by the switch station and somebody looked over expecting to see a human being mm. in in the switch office and they saw <laughs> they saw Monkey Jack like working the levers. Right? Very adeptly. Yeah. <laughs> and they they reported it like, oh, there's a monkey, you know, that's <laughs> operating like your train. Okay. Uh-huh. You had a little bit too much to drink on that train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it. No, I swear to God, it's a monkey. I'm sober as <laughs> the day I was the, born. On the wing. Yeah. 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 So when they found out, like, how did they not know before, first of all? But when they were first, the South African Railway was Very called on oversight. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't fire Jack, Monkey Jack <laughs> they, or Jack White. They promoted Monkey Jack. <laughs> Kind of. They they were like, okay, we're going to put him up uh, to a test to see if he can continue. Okay. <laughs> this baboon can continue being the switch operator. Is this how standardized testing was born? <laughs> I think Is this so. the story of standardized testing? <laughs> so they got like other human being switch operators in like a switch operator kind of off. Contest? Yeah. They had a switch off? They had a switch off. Oh my gosh. With, with was the Nicolas baboon. Cage... And Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> or who was the other guy in that movie? John Travolta. John Travolta. John Travolta. Same, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John Woo. There was doves. <laughs> uh, and the monkey won. Wow. So, wow. Imagine. imagine the- that is the level. <laughs> you go home to your wife that night, and you have the same level of shame as the guy that tried to break the Tupperware in Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Could, yeah. He's like, I can't. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't beat the monkey. Oh man! Couldn't be. That's... Unfortunately, I've been laid off. Why? A monkey beat me at switching. I, I like don't... you just pull levers. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so they continued. They they actually at that point started to employ the monkey. They would pay him twenty cents a day and half a bottle of beer a week. What? 
Where would the baboon How do you pay someone in half of a bottle of beer? I, I don't know. I don't care about the money, Ryan. <laughs> you're you're burying the lead here. The baboon's getting he, drunk. He got yeah. half a bottle of beer a week. <laughs> I don't. If it was a full bottle of beer a week, I would be far less interested. It was, I am, it was symbolic. Is somebody of, drinking the other half? Yeah, I am half, pretty half sure. Half-body Jack yeah, right over Human here. Jack. Human I'm, Jack. I'm pretty sure they were paying him a bottle of beer a week, and Human Jack was like, nope. Nope, it's actually a half bottle of beer, Monkey Jack. And Monkey Jack is just like, whatever, I just I got to get my drink on. So, oh, man, I hope he spoke. Monkey Jack... Uh, continue that job for nine years. Sweet Lord. Perfect record. Never had an incident in nine years. I've not held any job in my life for more than nine years outside of the army, but there was two different jobs. So perfect record, no less. Yeah. Have you ever had a job for nine years? Uh, No. Uh -uh. No. The monkey has more tenure than all of us. Yeah. And, And I mean, he eventually died cirrhosis for obvious reasons. Oh yeah, sure. I, assume, I mean, because if he was a drinking monkey, like if they were paying him a beer, he was definitely drinking like, you know, more than just half a beer a week. Sure. Probably while he was. This is not what you said you were t- going to talk about. I got I'm another really one too. really glad that you weren't. But this one was great. This is one of two primates. Yeah. So cheers well, so to wait, in, Jack. In the same episode, we're doing two primates, one episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cheers, cheers to, Jack to Monkey Jack. Oh, my Monkey gosh. Jack and uh, his human without legs. I'll be honest. That What was the time on that? Yeah, what so was far? the time? That was about 13 minutes. That was probably the most fun 13 minutes yeah, yeah. I've had in this podcast. This entire journey. <laughs> that was good. Monkey this Jack. needs to be a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or a series. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just took the kids to see Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Yeah. And, uh, I, I promise this would be better. Yeah. It is 100% a Curious George episode. I bet yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. I bet it was that he would. It was. It had to be. <laughs> no, no, no. It 100% it actually was. was, but it was subway trains. And he had oh. to. I'm 100% sure of this. Okay. I, I believe you. I love Curious George. Yeah, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So who's the other primate? All right, here we go. Primate number two, Russ. Ham the Astro Chimp. <laughs> Ham. Ham. Like Noah's son. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. Good pull there. No. Are you going to go like radio or sandwich? J-Peth. That was the other one, right? Uh, Shem, no. Ham, and J-Peth. Yeah. Jam. I was yeah. pretty close. Damn. That, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed there, Blaine. Come on. Go? I, I think nice. you're going to like why he was named Ham. And I think you specifically because it was due to the... F- okay. Ham the Astro Chimp was the first monkey into space. For the United States. Uh, the first American so not monkey. the first monkey in the space? Was there a Cosma chimp? I don't know. Okay. No, it was Comrade dogs. chimp? I think it was dogs for okay, so oh. the Russians. The first, the first monkey. The yeah. first monkey in the space. Right. Nice. I mean, he wasn't... This is already not nearly as impressive as changing <laughs> trains because all he had to do was sit there. He was yeah. pulling levers too. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. So... Um, I love what you said earlier. You're like, <laughs> if you leave him in the room long enough, he'll ride Shakespeare. <laughs> it's, yeah. Him and his bunnies. Yeah, I mean, you can't disprove that. <laughs> That's true. You can leave him in there long enough. Remember that? Was it a Simpsons episode where he goes into the room and all the monkeys are on typewriters smoking, <laughs> smoking. cigarettes? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, what's this guy's? Ham the Astro Champ. Yeah, it wasn't originally Ham. Um, because Clearly. what what mother's naming their kid it was, outside of <laughs> Noah's they, wife? They had 
the uh, American government had bought him from. Wait, what was Noah's wife? Not Sarah. Uh, I don't know what. No- Continue, Russ. Yeah. We'll look that up. Yeah. He was from Cameroon. He was taken from Cameroon, purchased, brought to the United States. And then the. We have a uh, history of that. Uh huh. And then. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I wonder okay. how far away Cameroon is from South Africa. I wonder if they actually talked. Oh, him oh. And if it's a, his brother. I wonder if they met. <laughs> like his well, cousin. Is he a baboon? He's a chimp. No, he's a chimp. So You're it can't right. be his yeah. brother. Right. Different side of the tracks. Chimp. Yeah. He's an astro <laughs> chimp. So the United States government bought him in 1959. For how much? I don't know. Okay. Not his net worth, I promise you. That. <laughs> no. Pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. So they they bought him to be. Uh, Wait, with... they bought him in 1959. That was before JFK's moonshot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this would so have been uh, Eisenhower still. No, you keep talking. I'll yeah, look it either up. Either way, all right. Yeah, they bought him with it's like 70 other chimps mm-hmm. in order to. He was, it I think, was... he was number 67. Is what they called him. It was Eisenhower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue. They called him number 67. Uh, he was. Bought with, you know, he was brought with 70 other chimps and the plan was to train them to operate levers, send them into space or whatever other things they were going to do with these, you know, chimps in the I'd name like of space. I'd like to think that there was a meeting where somebody was like, all right, look, I heard about this chimp <laughs> that can change trains. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I feel like we could bring some chips in here. If yeah. it's just pulling some levers, sure. we send them into space. It, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, I'm It's fine another Curious George episode. Go ahead. I think it was a movie, actually. Like, not like to theaters movie, but it was like a... Sure. He sure. goes to no. space. I, I anyway. Um, <clears throat> so the trainers, because his name was number 67, they didn't want to give him an official name. Because then Until, it humanizes him and it'll make you feel bad if he dies. Yeah, if, it's exactly yeah. the reason. 100%. Yeah. But his trainers, as they were training him, they called him Chop Chop Chang. <laughs> okay. 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 Chop uh, Chop uh, Chang? Yeah, Chop Chop Chang. What part of the country were they in? <laughs> oh, this is what you'll like. <clears throat> Have you ever heard of, uh, is it Holman Air Force Base in New Mexico? Yeah. Southwest of Almagorda? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Almagordo. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Although that's, the town that's a very Midwestern thing, like over there in Almagorda. Almagorda? Yeah. That's, where I get, that's where I wash my clothes. Wash. Yeah. You live close there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almagorda. So that's where they trained all these chimps. Okay. Um, Man. Yeah. The way they trained them to be was... clear, there is nothing in New Mexico, absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so we're in bad. Alamogordo. Yeah, there's pizza yeah. on the roof, and that's uh-huh. it. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the way they trained them was, I don't know, they were pulling levers. Just showing but if videos they... of Jack White. <laughs> watch this guy. If they pulled the levers correctly, they give them banana pellets. If they What's a banana pellet? I, I think it's like freeze-dried banana... I, I don't know. Banana pills. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm mixing like the pe- Pez. Yeah. They never yeah, eat banana cramps. Flavors. They're just full of potassium. <laughs> if they pulled the lever wrong, then they would 
shock them shock in the them. soles yeah. of their oh, feet. 100%. Man. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. 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 Soles of their oh, feet. Oh, yeah. jeez. That is definitely how it went. Like, yeah. do this right or it's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Adidas. He... So he was the best chimp, I guess, or one of the best. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the ones that were better than him. Chimp of the year. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Little goldfish the swimming around in shoes. Of the year. You got that reference. I did. I didn't. It's from a movie called I'm Going to Get You, Sucker. I haven't seen it. Oh. No. Is that yeah. with Wesley Snipes? No, no. It's the Wayans Brothers. It's one of the oh, Wayans Brothers, Brothers. yeah. And it's more a, than one. The, yeah, the, it is. There's like 18 But Wayans the main Brothers. character is one of the lesser known Wayans Brothers. It's hilarious it's so funny it's and really really yeah, funny there's a whole contest in it for the pimp of the year oh, and yeah. it's it's a it's great i'll watch yeah. it it's like I'll watch isaac it. hayes has Blazing a cameo in it he? it's right. one of the best parts of the entire movie yeah fun. okay yeah isaac hayes and and uh who was the other one the i don't remember yeah you do it's uh Isaac the Hayes. same guy that went on the talk show against the racist governor jim brown Oh, oh yeah, it is. It Isaac is Jim Hayes Brown. and Jim. Yeah. Okay, anyway, it, they like it's load really up great. all these the guns okay. like all over their body, so and then good. Isaac Chris Hayes Rock immediately is trips, oh. and all of them go off. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna get you suck. Uh, I'm gonna get, get you suck. G I T G I T. Okay, S U C K A. I'm gonna get. Yeah, Sham Ham and I just looked it up. Noah's wife's name was Nama. I don't see any name. She was the daughter of. Enoch. Okay. There you go. All right. Okay. Banana pellets, feet. Yeah. Anyway. Banana pellets sounds like it might have been put into a, a Jack cavity. Johnson song. <laughs> like it might have been <laughs> Jack White song. <laughs> Gonna give them to the chimps. If they get it wrong, we will shock them. So they sent <clears throat> go ahead. They sent Chop Chop Chang in the Oh space. god, I forgot that was his name. <laughs> And um, he, you know, <laughs> hold on. Can we just talk about how would you have come up with that? Chop Chop Chang know. sounds like the name of someone in "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker." Hey, Chang. There was definitely alcohol involved. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna name God. this one because they had a it's, name. Well, six probably seventy. I of guarantee them. you, it was like. They had there was one restaurant in Alamogordo, right? Chinese restaurant. They went there like three times a week for lunch, yep, and they were yep. like, "Oh, Chop Chop Chang!" And they probably made all sorts of comments when they that went was to probably lunch the number sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the number sixty-seven. <laughs> chop Chop Chang. Oh yeah. man! So they sent him into space. Yeah. He <laughs> operated the levers correctly, but a little bit slower. But what that proved was that if we went into space, we could operate levers. So oh, was, so he's like a huge like piece oh, of wow. scientific advancement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he directly led to the Alan Shepard. Wow, Apollo thirteen. Yeah. Do you no, know? No, not thirteen. Maybe not Alan Shepard. Are you talking the first guy up? What was like Apollo? Yuri Gargagan. Yuri Gargagan. What was that know. guy's name? He no. ended up charred to a crisp on a table. No, it oh, wasn't. Yeah, Yuri. yeah, we yeah. Figured out it was somebody else. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah. Russian. Well, that picture is emotionally scarring oh god it's horrible yeah uh that was his name was uh, vladimir komarov he was the guy that was burned to a crisp okay um yeah who was the first american in space was it alan shepard alan shepard uh okay. oh. the result from uh chop chop chang's test flight <laughs> <laughs> every time you say it so how did his name end up being ham oh because he was named after the air force base 
the Holman Air oh. Force. I don't know Mexico. I don't know what the I guess. Is. Okay, yeah. okay. That's because they couldn't continue to call him Chop Chop Chang. Why? I don't know. <laughs> the number sixty-seven. Well, I mean, I feel like we're forty years away from somebody caring that he's named Chop Chop Chang. That's true. It's a good point. Nineteen fifty-nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ham. So he was. He ended up being called Ham. He didn't die, which was unlike a lot of the animals they sent up into space before I was, that. I was going to ask. He yeah. landed safely. Capsule landed in the Atlantic. He had a bruise on his nose. And then he was picked up by the USS Donner. Dude, imagine, imagine. 16 minutes and 39 seconds. Imagine how confused that dude was. Like, I've had that thought before. Chimpanzee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've had that. When I was in Afghanistan, I had that thought once about, like, the kids. Like, I was like, if I just grabbed one of these kids and we got on a plane and flew them, not even, like, New York. Just freaking Kansas. Sure. Like, he would probably pass out from just the pure overload of like, whoa. Shock. I mean, just the fact, I I guess like the airplane part wouldn't be too shocking because they've seen enough of them in the sky and they know they exist. But like, the concept of a city to them. Yeah. Or Or some man just taking Or even something (laughs) outside of (laughs) Afghanistan. I'm saying like, with consent. Okay. Um, If I pick this kid up. Like... (laughs) Imagine how mind blown that child would be yeah. after knowing nothing but mud huts. Yeah. And then landing even in someplace boring, they would be like, what, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, fast forward a bajillion times to a monkey in mm-hmm. space. Yeah. And then landing in water mm-hmm. and being like, my nose hurts. Yeah. No idea what happened <clears throat> in the last 12 minutes. Gosh. I mean, um, he was a badass. Sure. I yeah. mean, to even like get the Damn. opportunity, he must like. Have been. I sometimes think that dogs probably get real weirded out by elevators. Like, well, here goes the world changer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of that. God, what just happened? How did you guys do that? <laughs> this crazy. door's going to close, and when it opens up, like we're in a completely different place. <laughs> uh, speaking of dogs, I never thought of that. So the world changer. <laughs> like, is really crazy it's to wild. think about, or even a kid. Yeah, like, you know. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dogs, you said. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So after Ham died. Oh rip. In 1983. <laughs> what? Wow, that's an old. Wow. Gem. Yeah, they retired him to the National Zoo, and then he you died. Think he in voted for Reagan. Oh yeah. <laughs> He was like that guy likes that guy likes primates. I like him. I don't. I can't put my finger on why. I like him though. I like him. Um, I've got a friend who said good things about him. the The plan was to, after he died, was to stuff him and oh, display him at the Smithsonian with the two Russian dogs, uh, uh-huh. Strelka and Belka. Uh-huh. Okay. But there was a lot of negative public reaction to that. Why? Why? I don't know. The commies. I don't know. They didn't want like. Oh, it well, was then, the, screw it was the, the dogs. Let's stuff ham. Yeah. They oh. no. They. They didn't. They <laughs> Did didn't not end up. For that. They didn't end up stuffing ham. Um, they his skeleton. Uh, <laughs> is at the National Museum of Health and Medicine, which I is where. Go. It's in. It's right outside of DC, okay. in one of the 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write make down. the Smithsonian list. Yeah. It was Silver Springs, Maryland. Okay. <laughs> and then the rest of his remains were buried at the International Space Hall of Fame in Almogordo. That's fitting. New Mexico. That's fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Full circle for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have been full circle if he was buried in Cameroon, but. That's a good point. That's a good. Hey, you know what? That's a great point. <laughs> it's. Yeah. 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 I so. wonder if Cameroon knew, knows about uh, old Ham. Oh, yeah. Native son. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the... They have a whole festival, but it's every 14 years. (laughs) Big Brother days. (laughs) Just for him. (laughs) So, him... Ham and Jack oh White. Ham and Jack White. Russ. <laughs> that was God, good. That was, that was one of your finest. That's really good. <laughs> I'm feeling this moment. As we go down this, like, Russ is always going to oh, just geez. come in with a banger, and people are going to be like, can we just get another Russ episode? <laughs> just no, have more Russ. Wow. All right. <laughs> Russ. <laughs> First of all, what compelled you or what inspired you to. Did you even find out about Jack? <laughs> yeah, how did you find out about I don't remember. That's cool. I don't remember what started me off on it, but I hit the space Astro Chimps first, and then there was something. I don't remember what it was, and I'm like, what? I hope there's like a minor league baseball team called the Astro (gasps) Chimps. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. I was hoping you were going to say there's a minor league baseball team called the Jack Whites. (laughs) Oh, that'd be even better. Or the Track Jumpers. Track Jumpers. Track Jumpers. Mm -hmm. Have you had, uh, well, this is a very niche reference here in in Indianapolis, but the Track Jumper IPA from Four Day Ray. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. They have a grapefruit one, too, which is really nice. Mm -hmm track jumper wow the yep. next time mm, the go next ahead. time you go to four day ray which i know is very close to both of your homes yes, it is you should definitely uh hold the waitress up for a long time <laughs> when you order a track jumper and tell her about jack yeah. wide while she's like i have four other tables i do not care <laughs> i don't care this man lost his legs yeah and befriended a baboon yeah that yeah. that he ended up making do his job i i there has to be think a connection their life was to... like at home like every day, like they're just drinking, just jump in the wheel, <laughs> jump in the wheelbarrow. They probably have a road soda. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's in the wheelchair drinking. He's like, I got half a beer for you when I we mean, get home. They were definitely playing poker, right? Oh, like, here's the deal. Like, do you think Human Jack at all ever feared Monkey Jack? Yes, because baboons oh, yeah. are powerful. They will like eat yeah, your face, rip your jaw. Off, yeah, right? mm-hmm. do you know that lady? That's that lady. Yeah, I keep thinking of Simple Jack from <laughs> Dropping. <laughs> I saw my movies. <laughs> Never go full baboon. <laughs> I'm a dude playing the baboon. <laughs> oh, on that note, uh, thanks again uh, for listening and for your generous support of the Presidential Podcast that somehow has a bonus episode about not one, but two amazing primates. Thanks to Russ. <laughs> we'll catch you again soon on another bonus episode. Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. 
It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans. And that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful. Housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation. And you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities, browse the current open job openings in these communities, and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Hey friends, you're listening to this bonus episode of the Press Quadrant Podcast because you are a tier two patron and we appreciate all your support. Uh, Blaine has the proverbial conch shell from the Lord of the Flies reference there tonight. And Blaine, who are we covering or are you keeping this a surprise? Rube Waddell. Okay. Rube Waddell. Is Rube an American? He's an American. Okay. Born October 13th, 1876 in Bradford, Pennsylvania. His biographer called him a decidedly different sort of child. And at the age of three... <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. okay. Yeah. Age of three. At the age of three, he wandered over to a local fire station and stayed there for several days. Like hiding? Nah. Did his, his parents was, not know where he was? was he taken he was, on as a mascot? He was left-handed and strengthened his arm by as a child by throwing rocks at birds. <laughs> okay. That's, that's great. He was very unpredictable. <laughs> he was a baseball he player. Oh, oh. He probably hit a lot of birds Here then. We go. Here he we go. Uh, once he left in the middle of the game to go fishing. Man, where where did he live? Pennsylvania? Yeah. Did he, he throw had the a, rocks at fish also? Is that how he fished? <laughs> he had a long-standing fascination with fire trucks and ran off the field to chase after them during the game on multiple occasions. All right, it's a dog. It's not a person. <laughs> I think this dude is part Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah. He would disappear for months at, time, at a time during the off-season. It was not known where he went until it was discovered that he was wrestling alligators at a circus. Who? What's this guy's name again? Rube Waddell. Rube Waddell. He is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. So, ran off during games, fished, threw at birds. Left in the middle of the season to wrestle alligators in the circus. Has something to do with fire Fire. stations. Yeah. Yeah, he does. All right. I feel like that's a little bit of a red herring, but we'll see. He was easily distracted by opposing fans who held up puppies. Which caused him to run over and play with them. Okay. And shiny dog. objects, he, which seemed to put him in a trance. Is he? Is there a dog in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Because if so, it's this It has one. to be this dog. An alcoholic <laughs> for much of his short life. Oh, gosh. He reportedly spent his entire first signing bonus on a drinking bitch. Did you say drinking bitch or binge? Binge. binge. Okay. Because that would <clears> another <throat> dog reference. Right, right. He, There's nothing in the rule books that say a dog can't play baseball. That's right. Because of the term Southpaw, the Sporting News called Paul. him Sousepaw. Okay, left-handers. Like Paul. Sauce. Sauce. Like yeah, sauce. Drinking right. sauce. Good sauce. He would fight with his managers and teammates a lot. 
this could have happened. He could have been a dog. Yeah. This whole time. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Did he was he good at baseball? Oh, he was good at baseball. Mm. So first contract, 500 bucks, played for the Detroit Tigers, but then defaulted on rent and got fined by the owner. He left to go to Canada and then eventually returned to Pennsylvania to play semi-pro baseball. This whole time I'm seeing a dog. <laughs> I am too. Like he was lent to Columbus of the Western League in 1899 and continued with them until it moved to Grand Rapids in the middle of the season. And then he rejoined Louisville, won seven of nine games. He's a crazy person. This Rube. is a human. He's crazy. Oh, it's a human. Rube it's a human. Waddell. Okay. Yeah. Is that an anagram? So, when when Louisville was dissolved, I have a theory of what this guy's going to do. Him and Hannes Wagner were transferred to Pittsburgh. Okay. He debuted with the Pirates in 1900 and led the National League in ERA, but the manager suspended him due to erratic behavior. He played in Puxatawney and then Connie Mack of the Milwaukee Brewers, picked him up, and then he pitched for Milwaukee for a while. This dude's been Oh, everywhere. he was a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. in the Southpaw. American League. He pitched the first game of a doubleheader, winning in the 17th inning on his own triple. Hold on, hold on. He pitched in the very first doubleheader in baseball? No, no, no. The first game of a doubleheader. Okay, I'm sorry. And he pitched to himself and hit a game-winning triple? No, no. <laughs> he just won that game in oh. the 17th inning. Okay. Connie Mack offered him a three-day fishing vacation if he would pitch in the second game. And in that second game, he threw a complete game shutout what? and then headed to the lake to go fishing immediately. Wow, he that's pitched great. both games of a doubleheader? Yeah. And one went 17 <laughs> innings? <Yeah. laughs> and wow. he shut out on the other one? So he, in 1901, was sold to the Chicago Orphans, oh, uh, that's just, that was which is s- now the Cubs. That's a sad, sad name. They were called the Orphans? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need to do a rabbit trail on that as well. He ended up moving around a lot. He played for the Los Angeles Lulus. Okay, that's weird. And then Connie Mack, who is now in Philadelphia, comes calling again. Connie Mack dispatches two Pinkerton agents to sneak Waddell back to Philadelphia where he leads the Philadelphia Athletics to the 1902 American League title. When did we hear about the Pinkertons? Oh, what the, episode was that? Oh, that's the Union Busters. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks. So, yeah. what's his name from Terre Haute? Yeah. Uh, wasn't that like Harding time or something? No, Harding would have been. Uh, who, who like sent the Pinkertons to 20s. bust up the coal strike? Remember, that, it killed um, a bunch of people. Yeah. Was that TR? Here, just keep going. I'll look okay. Yeah. Connie Mack described Waddell as the atom bomb of baseball long before the atom bomb was discovered. Yeah, okay, that's weird. Uh-huh. Hold on a second. That makes In no 19, sense. What are you talking about? On July 1st, 1902, Waddell... Did Connie be- Mack create the atom bomb? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's friends with Feynman. Oh, um, Connie's a he. Connie. Yeah, Connie Mack, yeah. He's yeah. a... Famous. Connie uh, Mack was a detective down in Texas. That is all I can July think about. July 1st, 1902. Will Waddell became the second major league pitcher ever to throw an immaculate inning. Throughout all three batters on nine pitches. So, so three strikeouts. Every pitch was a strike. Yeah. Never uh, heard that term, immaculate I inning. I haven't either. Is that even... Because it, it doesn't happen. Yeah, like, yeah that sure, seems right, almost right. impossible. Right. 
so he for a human <laughs> in 1902 Connie Mack signed him to play for the football team in Philadelphia okay but he never played for the athletics because the football was, team was in Philadelphia it was the the athletics football team there was a little fellow from Wanamaker who asked for the job of quarterback I don't think he weighed more than 140 pounds the first practice Waddell tackled him and broke his leg Wow. It was the first inkling we had that players could be badly hurt in football. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> we got Rube out of there without delay. He was supposed to be pretty good, but we never found out. That's great. Um, that was the first thing we could think of that mm, this might hurt people. He was briefly a goalkeeper in the St. Louis Soccer League. <laughs> what? Was he still playing baseball at the time? Yes. Who baseball is this baseball? guy? He had 302 strikeouts in 1903, 115 more than everyone else. Okay. But in that season, he was sleeping in a firehouse in Camden, New Jersey, and ended it tending a bar in wait, a wait, wait, saloon in it? Wheeling, West Virginia. He was in a firehouse again. Yeah. What is it with him? In- <laughs> he went back to his home, his well, home so base. They, they think that he was autistic. But there was no such thing as autistic people back then, Dude, so nobody diagnosed it. The first thing that I said when you were like, he would like get distracted by puppies, I'm like, it sounds rather spectrumy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So here's my question. When was the Great Chicago Fire? I don't know. I if don't he played know. for the orphans right around that time, <laughs> he started I, think, I don't think it was a cow. I think it was a dog, obviously. Uh, uh, so Pinkerton Strike was either Grover Cleveland or Benjamin Harrison. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. Uh, and you just asked what? When was the Chicago Fire? Yeah. Okay. When so did he play on the Orphans? He 1901. Oh. He toured the nation in a play called The Strain of Guilt. And he's an actor, too? <laughs> yeah. Chicago Fire was 1871. Oh. In between when he lived in a firehouse... And he was a bartender in West Virginia. What? He won 22 games to the athletics, toured the nation in a play called The Strain of Guilt, courted, married, and divorced Mayway Skinner, and then saved a woman from drowning, accidentally shot a friend through the hand, and was bitten by a lion. This was all in the <laughs> off-season? This was... Yes. No, this was during the season. This was dur- he won 22 yes. games for the Philadelphia Athletics. Shot a friend in the hand. Yeah. Got bitten by a lion. Married, was divorced. Acting, yeah. Met, married, divorced a woman. And, and won 22 games. Yes, and acted in this show. He was wow. incapable of memorizing his lines, so they allowed him to improvise his lines for every show. <laughs> Oh, that must have been so great. <laughs> the play was critically acclaimed and was much discussed for a scene in which Waddell lifted the actor playing the villain and threw him across the stage. Oh what is this show called? The the what? It's called The, the Pickle for the Knowing of, Ones. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the Strain just, of Guilt. The Strain of Guilt play. Oh, okay. my God. Wow. So he was bribed to not pitch in the 1905 World Series against New York. Okay. <clears throat> Followed that bribed. up with 300... And 49 strikeouts the next year, 110 more than the second best strikeout person. No pitcher compiled consecutive 300 strikeout seasons until Sandy Koufax in 1965 and 1966 from 1904. From Moses to Sandy Koufax. Waddell was the opposing pitcher for Cy Young's perfect game in May 5th, 1904. Wow. And was the final out. Wow. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
he won a triple crown for pitching uh, in 1905, finished 27 and 10 with 287 strikeouts and a 1.48 ERA. Dang. It was the fourth season to finish with 20 or more wins. He then <laughs> he then refused to sleep with roommates on the road. Unless it was in a firehouse. Because they wanted to create a contract clause which prevented him from eating crackers in bed. Oh, uh, also in 1905, he saved the lives of people inside a department store when he picked up a burning oil stove that had overturned and carried it out of the building. Fire. Yeah. Learned it from the fire station. Yeah. He's an arsonist, right? He <laughs> overturned that stove. So, yeah. He's definitely... Okay. <laughs> so uh, he married another woman, and the original woman... Oh, sorry, his second wife tried to claim that it was uh, bigamy because the divorce wasn't final, but the court said the divorce was final. He did an interview in 1908 with the Scranton Republican newspaper in an attempt to try to find a new wife. Ken Burns, in the documentary Baseball, the oh, PBS yeah. documentary sure, Baseball, yeah. right. claims that Waddell lost track of how many women he married. Okay. Yeah. One of his athletics teammates regularly fetched alcohol and fishing poles for Waddell. I mean, that's just a wild thing to have your friend do. Man, this guy's this guy's awesome. He got into a fist fight on a cross country train after making fun of a teammate's straw hat. <laughs> Bill James has suggested he had a developmental disability, mental retardation, autism, or ADD. But at the time, nobody knew anything about those things. So it, yeah. it's, it, he's probably right. Got bit by a lion? The owner of the Browns <laughs> hired him to be a hunter in the winters. The Browns? The Cleveland Browns? Yeah. To like hunt like birds? I don't know. The Browns it just says around. People? Hired him as a hunter. Like a, uh, a scout? Like to scout? No. I think that, yeah, that's Rube. Oh my holding God. up a picture. He, he looks like Boris Karloff. Yeah, he really does. Very. Well, who is that? That's the, Rube the guy that played the original uh, horror, uh, scary movie, uh, vampire yeah. or Frankenstein. He only had two Wolfman. pitches. He had know. a fastball and a curveball. That's really all he just, had. I was really just throwing that name out there. That's all he had. He Waddell enjoyed waving his teammates off the field and then striking the side out. What? <laughs> Did they actually? Okay, hold on. So hold on. official baseball rules prohibit playing with fewer than nine men on the field in a league game in Detroit. Waddell had his outfielders come in close and sit down to watch him strike out the side. <laughs> I love this guy. That is the ultimate smack in the face. Like, I absolutely love As a love professional Rube ball player, yeah. come on in. Just sit. <laughs> sit down. I'm going to strike these guys out. Sit down. Uh, so he ended up after his professional career pitching for about three more years in the minor leagues. He pitched for a team called the Virginia ore diggers. The ore diggers were from Virginia. Yeah. Okay. So 1912, he caught pneumonia and then uh, the second flood of Hickman caused another Mm. bout of pneumonia. Yeah. And then he was diagnosed with tuberculosis. And so he moved to San Antonio 
and he what? died at the age of 37. 37? <laughs> I thought you were going to say like 96. <laughs> 37. 37. 37. Okay, when you said he was distracted by people holding up puppies in the stands, I immediately thought, I wonder if this guy is on the spectrum of some sort. Well, he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1946. Yeah, of course. Uh, 100%. What year did he die? 1914. Okay, so 30 years after his death, they were like, we need to put this. this 1981, he was considered, or he was in the book of the 100 greatest baseball players of all time. They said he had the Smokey Joe Wood syndrome. They argued in favor of including players of exceptional talent whose career was curtailed by injury. Do you feel like Daniel Day-Lewis could play this guy in a movie? Absolutely. That's a great question. Dude, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. How is there not a movie about this guy? I don't know. But, like, I don't even remember how I came across him, but I came across something about him, and I was yeah. like, I need to look more into this guy. I looked at his Wikipedia, and I was like, that's a bonus. It episode. is. Yeah, how did you Crazy. get onto this rabbit hole? I don't know. I don't remember. Wow. That is. Okay. I spent a lot even, of time on I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, there's so many things. <laughs> Why was he sleeping in firehouses? How did the firemen not know he was there? How did his parents... Not try to find him after like he went days missing at a fire station. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably they're probably like okay, we uh, need that a man checks out. Yeah, wow. He'll be back in three or four He's days. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anybody got a puppy? Yeah. <laughs> he was bitten by a lion. Yeah, that's <laughs> was, that's wild. And then bitten a, by a lion. The stage actor. Stage actor. Who was allowed to improvise the whole wrestling, show. Alligators. wrestling alligators? Can you imagine the terror of the other actors? On stage being like, what is this guy going to well, say Especially tonight? back then, because it was silent. <laughs> That's a good point. Just had the orchestra. <laughs> and the whole crux of the play was him throwing a dude across the oh stage. Oh my gosh, that is really, really funny. Thank you for finding out about Rube Waddell. Rube yeah. Waddell. I really wow. want to... There's got to be a book about this guy. I really there's want to There has to be. Yeah. Gosh. Probably has like an Instagram account or something. Thank you, Blaine. Yeah. And thank you for your support as a tier two patron. Encourage a friend to sign up too, because these bonus episodes, as you know, are super fun to create. And uh, your generosity helps us do that every time. We'll see you next time on the Presequential Podcast slash Swingshot, the unofficial podcast of the American Gladiators. Bye.